Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Forerunners in Action podcast. Once again, I am your host, Rich. With me tonight, once again, my mentor, my co-host, and my pastor, Andrew. What's up, everybody? What's up, Rich, man? It's good to be with you. Again, episode two of the Forerunners in Action podcast, man. We're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah, man, and tonight we have two very special guests with us tonight, uh, two special people in our lives, mm-hmm. beginning with Andrew's wife, Pastor yeah. Oni. Yeah, honey, say something to the people. It's good to be with everyone. Is it really? It is. All right. <laughs> She's excited. I'm excited. All right, and also with us, our good friend here in our, in our youth ministry, Alice Cabral. Yeah. Hey, guys. And uh, so let's... let's Go a little bit more in into introducing ourselves tonight. Um, Alex, why don't you introduce yourself here to our listeners, to the people, to uh, to our our family? Uh, why don't you tell them a little bit something about you? Hey guys, so I'm Alex. Um, I'm 18. I've been a part of the youth ministry for I think since 2012. So for you were a baby. Yeah, um, it was good. It's really the first church I've ever joined and I've ever been a part of, so it's been good. I'm yeah. excited to be here tonight. Come on now. And so tonight, I think the the what I've been what I've been praying about and what I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted to guide us in, and that started immediately after the last one. But uh, what the Holy Spirit put in my heart for the first episode tonight is uh, it's a simple question that I asked myself. I remember when I first started my journey. And, and, you know, after I gave my life to Christ. Yeah. Um, and the question is, what now? You know, and, and mm-hmm. it came, you know, I think it came into my heart because we're in a, we're at a, we're in a season where we're resetting. We're going back to the starting point of yeah. our yeah. lives. We're going back to our first love. Mm-hmm. And so that, that just brought a question into my heart about, you know, how, how do you come to live? your life after you giving your life to Christ. You know, what now? And I can remember personally in my life, once I gave my life to Christ, I remember, you know, I came all the way down to South Carolina to our church. Right. And I gave my life to Christ. And then I had to go back because I was still in the Army. Mm-hmm. And I went back to Fort Bragg, and I drove all the way back. And I remember I had that Monday off. Mm-hmm. And I remember everything was cool. Yeah, a lot of time after, to think. Like huh? after that Sunday, that service, I remember driving back and had all the Christian songs on for yeah. the whole drive, go home. And, you know, I knew I had to pray and, and read the Bible, and I was all, you know, on fire. But then I remember a reality check came that morning, the next morning when I got a text from one of my friends. And it was the first time I asked myself, like, how am I supposed to live this? You know, how, how is my new life supposed to be impacting what was what, my old life? What, what, right. what now? You know, right. what now? How how. Am I supposed to show myself to my friends, to my family, to everybody around me? How am I supposed to live this mm-hmm. life now? And um, and I just feel like, you know, going where we're at now as a, as a ministry, going back to the, that reset, that, that starting point, um, it's important, especially for me, to not get stuck in the same places you got stuck before. And I feel like this is one of those points in life where it's easy to get stuck, and it's easy to get stuck there for a long time exactly. if you don't know how to get past those things and if you don't know how to build your life into this new life that you have in Christ. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, 
really, it starts with that first seriousness of that decision to give your life to Jesus. You know, if you're really serious about it, um, you're going to take it seriously and you're going to make the changes you understand you need to make necessarily, you know, necessarily. Um, I believe God has embedded inside every human being the hu- the truth of who they are. Um, I believe God's fingerprint is upon every person. And, you know, so naturally when you initiate this relationship with Jesus and you're saying, God, I realize, man, you've been pursuing me. You've been loving me. You're good. Even when I have, you know, failed you, you're still good and you still love me and you still want me. Like the fact that God doesn't need me, but he wants me. Like, he has so many other options, right? And he's not like a needy God. He doesn't need me, but he wants me. Mm-hmm. That changes the game for me. Yeah. There's a God in heaven who created the heavens and the earth, who's not only in heaven, but he's here among us. His presence is all around us. His spirit dwells within us. And he wants me. Mm-hmm. And he wanted me to the point where he sent his son Jesus to die for me on the cross, which is the worst punishment a human being could take mm-hmm. in Jesus' day. Mm-hmm. And Jesus went through it as a man. Being fully God, fully man, he went through it. He felt every bit of those lashings. He felt the crown of thorns go on his head. He felt the nails go in his hands and in his feet. He felt all of that. He felt the embarrassment and the shame. He felt right before all of that took place when he asked his disciples to pray and they couldn't pray and they stayed asleep. He felt all of that. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says like a lamb led to the slaughter. He didn't rebuttal. He didn't talk back. He didn't get offended because he knew this was my mission. And he said, not my will, Lord, but yours be done. Even through it all. He was human in it all, but yet he represented the Father in it all. And that point, I think, when you get to that point where you realize that Jesus right there that I just told you about wants me and wants a relationship with me. Mm. And he gave his life so that I could have his. And I could, he, 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 I, he cast upon himself my sin, my iniquity, my shame, my guilt, so that I could have his freedom, forgiveness, and all the other things, healing, restoration, you know. So now we can become heirs to the throne of God in heaven. Mm-hmm. Amazing to me, Rich. And I could go down, but it's just because I'm just talking to you just simply because and simply from the revelation that God is good. Amen. And God will forever be good. And, you know, when you get to that place of taking that decision of giving your life to Jesus seriously, what now? Mm-hmm. What happens next? Mm-hmm. And I believe those next 24, 48, 72 hours set the tone for how your spiritual life will be. Because, obviously, you got to deal with some issues that you had before you were saved. Yeah. The issues that you had before you were saved, quite frankly, you're going to be dealing with them after you get saved, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But it's now how you look at them and how you deal with them Mm 
That should be different, man. Yeah. And it's like it's like we we talked about before the podcast. It's about not trying to fit your new life into your old life, but it's trying to. That's good. I forgot how we put it. Hold on. Yeah. So you're only one person. Yes. You only can live one life. Mm-hmm. You can't live two lives at the same time. Exactly. You can't be two people. A lot of people try. Mm-hmm. A lot of people fail. Yeah, and that's where we get stuck. That's and that's where we get stuck, mm-hmm. right? Because we're in this battle between this is who I used to be, but I'm trying to reconcile I want to be this, but this is who I am, right? So we're believing that lie. And that's where that sin comes in because all sin is is you believing a lie. Mm-hmm. When you believe a lie, that's sin. That's not who you are now. You're not that, right? The Bible says that now we are a new creation. Behold, the old has passed away. Now all things become new. Mm -hmm. But that seems so foreign to a lot of, I would say, saved people today Mm -hmm. because nothing has been new in their life. They keep dealing with the same things the same way, with the same attitudes, talking the same way, living the same way, watching the same thing, listening to the same thing. Mm -hmm. Everything that they want and desire is in... You know, they want everything new, but they keep operating in the old. Yeah. It's like it's like a marriage. Mm-hmm. Romans compares it to a marriage that if a man if a man's wife if a if a man's wife dies and he becomes a widow widower, mm-hmm. he's no longer obligated to his wife that died. Why? Because when she died, the covenant they had died with her. Also with the man. If the woman stayed and the man dies and the woman became and the woman became a widow, the covenant they had died. So the covenant, who we were with the old person, dies. And now we're able to open up ourselves to a whole new relationship. A whole new marriage. Honey, you want to say something? So the Bible talks about how the goodness of God brings man to repentance. Um I think the biggest thing for me, um, you know, we're talking about what do you do after you get saved and you have this encounter with the Lord and you feel like, what now? And I've had this amazing encounter, so what's next? Well, for me personally, I feel like, um, especially in this season, the Lord's just been talking to me so much about his goodness because goodness of God is not something that he does. The goodness of God is who he is. Mm -hmm. And I think when you have a revelation of the fact that there is a Father in heaven who is good regardless of your sin, of your past mistakes, of whatever you've done. And then when you come into this life of, man, I've been saved, this is awesome, I want to radically change my life. Mm -hmm. I think that what keeps bringing you onto that point of repentance and and continuously changing your life is recognizing the fact that God is good. Mm -hmm. And he's good whether I fail. He's good whether I'm having a good day. He's good whether I'm having a bad day or I have shortcomings. So the goodness of God leads man onto repentance. And if we can keep that perspective of God, that he's not a judge, he is a father. Mm -hmm. I think that that changes a lot of things when you come into relationship with him and when you're striving to make the necessary changes. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of, for for like a lot of young people, and I know, I think it was a a lot of it, what what my perspective was a lot. Um, I think people expect a, a, a way bigger radical change. You know, like like a, they expect like, okay, I gave my life to Christ. My life should be in order. My life should be 
fixed everything that I've been struggling with. I, it should have been gone. And they don't realize that this, this takes personal like work. You're going to have to do some work. You're mm-hmm. going to have to meet God halfway there for your actual breakthrough to come. Yeah. So. Yeah. And there's actually a scripture that talks about it in Matthew chapter 6 out of the message translation, which I'm loving right now. And it says simply this. Matthew 6, and I'll just read 14, verse 14 and 16, verse 14 and 15, which is talking about what you're talking about right there. That it takes us. God does his part, and now we got to do our part. And this is talking specifically in prayer, which is a big deal now that you, when you're saved, it's a huge deal. You got to start this relationship with Jesus. And and I know we're talking about, we're talking a lot about the spiritual aspect of what it means to be saved. But I want us to get into also the practical Mm -hmm side of what it is to be saved and what that looks like as well. Let's read this, Matthew 6, verse 14 and 15 in the message translation. It says, in prayer, there is a connection between what God does and what you do. You can't get forgiveness from God, for instance, without also forgiving others. If you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part. Amazing. You can't get from God unless you do for others. Mm-hmm. You can't receive from God unless you serve another. Yeah. There's a partnering now. There is, I'm in a marriage. There is a, I'm doing as you're doing. We're doing this together. We're now operating together. There, so it's, 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 I have a new father, but also I have a new husband. And now when I say Husband, I'm representing, you know, the church, the Bible calls us the bride of Christ. Now, that's not gender specific. Now, I'm a man. I got a beard. I got a wife and three kids. And I can proudly tell you, I am the bride of Christ. And there is no feminine association to that. It's just not gender specific, you know, so amazing to me that now we got this whole new family that we're into. So that's a big deal for me, Rich, because I love family. Mm-hmm. I champion family. I, I, you guys are here today, you know, because I believe God placed you in a family and you found a family that you didn't have before. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even Alex, you know what I mean? She never been to church before. She didn't know how it all worked. And she found a family. She found a lover in, in her husband, Jesus. She found a new father in heaven. Um, that whole dynamic changes for me. And so when we do our part, God does his part. And that's spiritual, and that's also natural as well. Because there's some natural decisions you have to make to back up the spiritual change that has happened in you. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And... uh so I want to I wanted to ask Alex because you know you said you you were you were young when you first started coming to church, real young. And uh, so, can you think of anything, any situation that required you to put in work in order to get the breakthrough that you needed from God, like when you were in school? Um. Yeah. Like I had to decide now. Even at a young age, um, I think I was like a freshman in high school or something, but I had to decide, like, you know, I know I want a relationship with God, but do I keep hanging out with some of my same friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Am I 
going to partake in the same conversations, you know, because I feel like, you know, you are newly safe, but those people who you used to hang out with are probably going to be around you again. And they're going to be looking at you and they're going to be like, okay, well, you know, you're a follower of Christ now, like your, your life is going to carry weight now. You know what I'm saying? Because like you have his name. So I feel like we have to be aware of that, you know, just to not give a bad representation. Right. It's so interesting. You're talking about being aware of his name, being aware of his presence, Mm -hmm. being on you. I love what Bill Johnson, um, a father in, in the body of Christ, says about when Jesus got baptized, you know, and the Bible talks about how the dove, the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And he's like, once the Holy Spirit descends upon you and the dove is on your shoulder and you want that dove, do you want the dove to stay on your shoulder? Like, obviously, we all know how birds naturally are very uh, frantic-y. They're very, you know, they fly from one tree to another. Any kind of disturbance, they fly off. But if you want that Holy Spirit, you want the presence to stay and remain, everything you do in life, you will always have your eyes. And everything, everywhere you move, you will always want to move where the presence is comfortable, where He's leading you, and you always have that in your mind. And I believe that's what it is. You're God-aware now. You were you aware before. Now you're God-aware. Mm-hmm. You're aware of God's in my life. He's watching me. I'm in relationship with him. Yeah, I believe in a sense there's kind of an awakening that takes place. So now the veil, right, is removed from your eyes and the eyes of your heart. Um which is awesome because now you've come into like this alignment of truth of his truth, right? Because he is the way, the truth and the life. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden you kind of, it's almost like you wake up, you, you realize that you have been sleeping your whole life and now you are fully awake for the very, very first time. And when that awakening takes place, something in you, obviously, you know, the Holy spirit kind of quickens you to recognize that there are areas in your life that you need to change. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the Holy Spirit does quicken you and leads you to your truth of where you're at and the mm-hmm. things that you need to change. And that's yeah. powerful. Because that wasn't there before, right. you know. Right. That before. conviction wasn't there before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. And I believe <clears throat> this topic, you know, it stirs something in us because I think we all were there. We were Mm -hmm. in that position. We've been there before. So we're not talking to you something that we've perfected. No. Yeah. It's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing process. process. Mm -hmm. We're always in process. We will always be Mm -hmm. in process until we are standing glorified before Mm -hmm. the Father. And you're never going to arrive anywhere, you know? Exactly. And so this is a journey that we're Mm -hmm. on now. I think think the biggest fear is always going to be people, like the people around you. For me, it it was always like, what are my friends going to think? What is my family going to say? Because I'm always, I'm so family oriented that right. I always feel like people walking away. But yeah. I, like, as I've come to grown in Christ, I, I know that it's important because people will leave your life. People, yeah. and, and that's okay. Right. Because I think the biggest thing about people leaving your life is not they're going to leave forever. But it's, a, it's, it's because now with your new life that you're living once you give your life to Christ, what they need to see is Christ in you. Yeah. So, because people are always going to be telling, like, the the one thing about the world is fake can tell fake. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you're not living this right, mm-hmm. they're going to see you fake. Yeah. 
and they don't want fake. Yeah. So you can't attract nobody to you if you're living this halfway. Exactly. If you're living this double-minded life, people can people are gonna know that. They're gonna know that's just another religious person. Right. So that's why I believe it's important for you to understand, and it's important for you to realize my life is changed. I am new. I do have a new way to live, a new way to walk this thing out. Right. And through that, let 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 meet God halfway and let God work through people. Let God work on other people through your life right. instead of you worrying about other people being affected by your life. Right. So let's let's just walk it through practically for me. Mm-hmm. What next? What now? You're saved. Spiritually, a transformation has taken place. Re-identity has happened. Now you're no longer your old self, who you used to be in the flesh, naturally. Now you belong to somebody, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but now you're in his family. Yeah. Practically, I believe, you know, like you were saying, you practically, you left, you came to church Sunday. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit came to convict in your heart. You answered the altar call for salvation. You received Jesus, not only in your heart, but you gave him your life. And now you're off back to where you came from, where nothing changed, but even though you changed. And so now that change in you is going to be challenged. Practically, like you were just talking about, you're going to go back to those friends and everything. Mm -hmm. How do you keep it going? Mm -hmm. What now? Obviously, number one is a prayer life. Mm -hmm. You got to develop a prayer life. Yeah, so what does prayer look like? Prayer simply is a conversation mm-hmm. between you and God, right? Mm-hmm. Prayer can happen anywhere, mm-hmm. right? But there are also those times and those moments where Matthew chapter 6 talks about called a secret place, mm-hmm. where you have a place in your house, in your bedroom, wherever that you can go to be by yourself. Before the Lord, where you shut all the distractions off, and it's just you and Him. It's you, God, your Word, notebook, notepad, and you're writing things out. You know, I encourage start a journal if you're not journaling. Write your prayers out if you like to write your prayers. Write your thoughts out. Anything bothering you that day, you know, anything that could get you that you're thinking about, you know, process those things out like that. But also make sure that you are in family, that you're building relationship with people that can hold you accountable to keep this change going. Mm -hmm. That's a big part, you know, being a part of a church. Mm -hmm. I know we're living in the 21st century, and I know a lot of church uh, churches and and a lot of church services, um, you can watch them via live stream. I do. I, I watch, you know, I watch some church services live stream, you know, but that isn't my main source of being with the body. You know, I do belong to a church. I belong Mm -hmm. to, you know, I have a pastor. I have a shepherd in my life. I have a leader over me. You know what I mean? Going to that leader saying, hey, I want your leadership. I want you to shepherd me. I'm changing. I'm growing, you know, Um, being involved in that sense, getting discipled. You know what I mean? Because once you follow Jesus, now you enter into this thing of getting discipled, which a lot of the spiritual disciplines and following and obeying his, you know, that'll be all developed as 
the old character, the old self starts getting, you know, it dies in you. But every time, you know, he tries to come up in different situations, obviously that's another area where, oh, God, I got to die to this. I got to give this up. Yeah. You know, um, so practically, mm-hmm. number one, you got to get a prayer life. Mm-hmm. You got to get in your word. You got to read. You know, prayer to me happens in reading the word as well. Yeah. Because all prayer is really is you're telling God, you're telling God what he's already spoken to you mm-hmm. and what he's spoken to you in his word. You're telling God back to what he's already said. And, mm-hmm. and that's how you're just flowing with him and you grow in a relationship. And you, I love those moments too where in prayer, you pause mm-hmm. and you listen for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. You listen in your heart. That's vital. You, okay, because it's a conversation. A lot of people don't understand. It's a mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Just as easy as it for, is for us to speak to God, just as easy as it is for him to speak to us. And if he's our father and we're mm-hmm. his children, we got to know his voice. Because that's how we're identified as his followers. Yeah. You know, so those those practically. So number one, prayer life, getting in your word, understanding the word, you know, starting a, a devotional life in the secret place mm-hmm. um, and, and also getting in family, getting in community. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Yeah, I think that that's that's one that I think doesn't get talked about enough. Right. I think a lot of people go to a church and they go through the whole saying the prayer and they and the amen and whatever. And then. It's like almost like figure it out. Right. You know, they tell you, make sure you pray, make sure you read the Bible. And then after that, it's figure it out. Right. I remember that, that's been a, such a big part in me growing in Christ. Because I remember back going back to that same day, that's, that same moment <clears throat> where I was like, what now? I remember that same Monday you called me. And that was the first time anybody's ever checked up on me for, for something like that. For, right. you, for, you, for you to be like, how are you feeling you know, and it's only, ha- I remember being a little bit weirded out because it had only been like a day. And, but just that reminder, you know, that, that sense of community that somebody's right. there and somebody's like, this, you, this wasn't a Sunday thing. Right. You know, I think that's what community brings is letting you know, right. This isn't a Sunday thing. This is a lifestyle. This is an everyday relationship with God thing. Right. And, and internally, you know, when I texted you or called you and said, hey, man, what, how you doing? What's going on? You know what I mean? Internally, that little inner conviction of, oh, man, mm-hmm. someone out there is looking out for me, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that also, all of a sudden, that accountability string starts happening. And like, man, this is real. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, it got really real. Um, I don't know what Alex or only wants to input in the practical part. Mm-hmm. Um but doing this every day, I mean, developing good habits, this, this good, mm-hmm. these, these are good practical habits to start developing. And it will lead you to a thriving life. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to thrive. Yeah. Everybody wants to succeed, right? There's no greater success than the Father in heaven knowing your name mm-hmm. and you knowing him. There's no greater success than you knowing Jesus and Jesus knowing you. I actually think that's really important because you don't get saved to be on a platform. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's like a big misconception, like, oh, I'm going to be saved, so now I'm going to, I'm supposed to like open this church or I'm supposed to be preaching from a pulpit or whatever. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the ultimate goal is just to be in relationship with Jesus, you know, and that's, um, that's the most humbling and and that's really what we strive for. Mm -hmm. And you cannot have any increase or growth 
unless you have a continual growth in Jesus, um, and in relationship with him and, and in, in reading your word and setting those roots and those foundational things, because you cannot be elevated until you have sown into this relationship, you know, and that to me, I, I feel like that's just, you know, um, kingdom. He can't trust you until mm-hmm. he knows you, you that's know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, as only was saying that I was thinking about people maybe listening to this. I'm like, you don't know my past. Mm-hmm. You don't know what I've been through, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's amazing how at salvation, how God redeems mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. <laughs> He redeems the time loss. No matter how old you are when you come to his feet. Yeah, he does. He redeems everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wipes the slate clean. If you're listening to me and you're thinking about what you've done in the past, what you may be even doing last night, mm-hmm. Jesus wipes the slate clean. Yeah. It's not about what you were brought out of, but it's about who brought you out of it. You know, And I, what I, he's bringing you into. Yeah, and mm-hmm. focusing on him. Right. I think I think it's so good that we need to we need to we need to be new creation conscious, not mm-hmm. old self conscious. You know, mm-hmm. we need to be our we're a new creature. We got new mind, so it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the growth happens naturally and also yeah. supernaturally, and 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 it all it all it all depends how much we grow. All depends on how much we surrender. Mm-hmm. As lo- as w- as much as you give up is as much as God gives and plants in your life mm-hmm. to begin to grow. Yeah, and I th- I, th- <clears throat> I think it's important to remember like God's not looking for perfect; mm-hmm. He's just looking for willing. Yeah. You know, it's it's not about like you ac- you know you you gave Christ your life, mm-hmm. and you 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 don't want to hold yourself, you know, in guilt because. You don't. You realize, like, when you have those moments, I was like, "Oh, I didn't change." And, you know, this is supposed to change. Mm-hmm. Why am I still feeling this way? Or why am I still going through these things? I think it's important to be in that relationship because when you're in that relationship with Christ, you get to hear His voice say, "Listen, I'm not looking for perfect. It's okay that you're not perfect. You know, that's that's why I'm here. You know, I think I think it's important for you to acknowledge the fact that you're not always gonna you're not always gonna be." Uh, to the stand, because I, I feel like Oni said we have this this mentality that we're supposed to like just uplift our standards and just like just automatically be better. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't work like that. It takes work. It takes that prayer life and that constant mm-hmm. getting into relationship with with God for you to become a better person. You're not just gonna out of nowhere be better. You yeah, know? and I feel like a lot of people get discouraged, like you know, I'm a Christian and I'm still, um, like I fell again or something, you know, but he tells you that, you know, hardships are going to come. You just, you're going to have more grace to kind of endure them now. And before when hardships came, you didn't know who to run to, you know, Mm -hmm. but now like you have the Lord who, who he's already won any battle that you could be fighting right now. So now you're not fighting, um, to gain a victory, you're fighting from victory. So I feel like that's so good. good. Yeah. Once we realize that we're fighting from victory. That's so good. And that we've already won yeah. through him. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, not just about the place of your heart, but it's the position he's granted you in the kingdom. That's good. Yeah. You're, that's, you're royalty now. Yeah. That's good. Washed by the blood. 
I mean, I I was, let's say, a slave. Mm-hmm. Now in the kingdom, I'm no longer a slave. I'm I'm a prince. I'm an heir to the throne. Mm-hmm. What? That's amazing what God does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think for for anybody who listens to this and is wondering, yeah. you know, who's at that point of what now? Yeah. What now is simple. It's one step at a time. Yeah. You know, yeah. you you start you start with your prayer life. You start yeah. with getting in the word and you take it day by day. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. just the important thing is not only taking it day by day, but just making sure every day mm-hmm. that you take it day by day is a day you you hold hands with God. Right. Yeah. It's a day you walk with God. Mm-hmm. And as long as every day is in his presence, mm-hmm. you're going to move forward. Right. You're going to keep coming. You know, you're overcoming every single little thing right. that you're you're scared of at that moment. You know, every right. every everything that you 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 bring to your own mind mm-hmm. that you want to get over like you know for me yeah. it was like i want to do this but my family is going to say something mm-hmm. i want to do this but my friends are going to say something i want to yeah. do this i think to me it was just like listen it's not about who's around me it's about who i am to myself and as long as you keep it to to your relationship with him and you just go day by day is yeah. as long as i'm growing yeah, he'll take care of the rest. That's so good. You know, as long as I'm going with him, it don't matter what else. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like this whole episode is Matthew six, man. I know I keep coming back to it. Matthew six six talks about the secret place. Matthew fourteen fifteen we read earlier, and then later on Matthew thirty, verses thirty and on talk mm-hmm. about don't worry about tomorrow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for today has its own worries. Yeah, it does. Take it day by day. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, um, mm-hmm. and I believe God has truly wrapped up this entire thing. And if you're if you're watching, I mean, if you're listening to this episode, Rich, tell them how can they get a hold of us? If you got questions, you got comments, you got feedback, how can they reach us, Rich? So, if you have any questions and you want to reach us directly, you can email us to fiapodcast at gmail dot com. Fia podcast. At gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, that's also at FIA Podcast. And if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can just search us for Forerunners in Action Ministry. And, uh, yeah. You want to email us? Mm -hmm. We want to hear from you. We thank you for listening to episode one. Mm -hmm. Um, As we conclude episode two, thank you for listening. We appreciate your time. We honor your time. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to close this with a quick prayer. So, Father, I thank you for this time that we've had together in your presence. I ask that all the words that have been spoken would glorify you and make your name famous. And I pray, Jesus, that you would just take these words and plant them into people's heart and cause change to grow. And we just thank you, Father, for who you are. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. 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 We'll see you next time on the Forerunner in Action podcast.